Is becoming an electrician very appealing to like the younger generation? With every teenager, they want to become YouTubers, and some of them actually do make a good career at YouTubing. But what will happen to the skilled tradesman, like the electrician? So technology all over the world is booming at the moment. We've got EV car chargers, we've got EV cars even as well, and gas boilers. Well, they're not going to be installed anymore in 2025. Not that long away. So, what does that mean for the electrical industry? Are we going to be replaced too? So, for this podcast, I decided to look into what's expected of an electrician in the future. Toolbox Talks for Electricians, helping electricians reduce stress, gain back time, and of course, earn more money. Hello, and welcome back to Toolbox Talks for Electricians. My name is Ben Poulter, your host. And doesn't time seem to be flying a lot more? I know that, yeah, time does get faster when you get older, but technology is evolving so quick at the moment as well. You might remember back in the day when them energy-efficient light bulbs come out. They were great, they were 7 watt, but you plugged them in, it took them five minutes to get up to a decent light to be able to use that area. So for kitchens and bathrooms, they weren't really anything that was... Well, they didn't really take off. A lot of people stuck with a 100-watt light bulb until, obviously, they stopped producing the 100-watt light bulb and they went down to 60. And that was in 2012 when they stopped producing the 100-watt lamp. Well, I miss them 100-watt lamps because they were perfect for, like, when you were maybe working away in the shed and you got a 100-watt lamp in there because it gave off a decent amount of heat as well. The bulbs got red hot, so they weren't nice and warm. And I think a lot of people used them for, like, vivariums as well where they used to put them in with their tortoise or their lizard. They use these 100 watt lamps to give a heat source and a light source. And this, it led the way for LED. Led led the way for LED. Do you get what I did there? Well, it led the way for LEDs. And it didn't really take off like mass-produced sort of LED lighting was until 2010. Even though LED lighting had been around since the late 60s. And then it still took people a little while to switch across to LED because an LED lamp, I remember the GU10, you could get a GU10 lamp, it did run red hot and it was 50 watts, but you could get them for like a pound and everyone thought, well, yeah, you might have to replace them every month or so, but they were a pound and people didn't see that the LEDs would last a lot longer, a lot be a lot more energy efficient, which they were sort of five pound. So people did take a little while to adjust to the LED lights. But these days, LEDs, well, they're everywhere. Even cars are built with LED lights. You can get some rubbish ones that are LED, but everyone's got side lights that are LEDs because they're a lot more energy efficient and they last a lot longer as well. This is the thing with LEDs. They don't sort of, they don't get bumped and bumped and bruised and they don't go. The element doesn't, isn't so delicate. So yeah, LEDs, yet they're a lot better. They've got I mean, cars, they've got them in TV screens even. And even these massive 150-watt flood lamps, they can be replaced with LEDs. So the metal halide lights, I did have a few of them that are just obsolete now. They don't use them them sun lights for maybe street lighting, or they don't use the 400-watt metal halide lights in industrial industrial and commercial premises because they're just putting LED lights up now. They're a lot more efficient and... They're just better. They save you money. I remember a few years ago, I did a job for, it was um, T. James Electrical I used to work for, where we did an LED lighting contract. We were basically changing all the lights on the train stations for LED fittings because they were sold the pitch of that it would save them so much energy in the long run. 
And they did. They've still got them to this day. They've got LED lights up there. Obviously, they've got the contract to replace the, the faulty ones every now and again as well. This does happen. The amount of time that a train station has its platform lights on, you're going to save a fortune by changing them to LED. And these designs with LED lighting and smart lighting and track lighting and all these different color lights you can get now, you can get warm white, cool white, daylight, all these different lights and all these different options. The designs of all these lights, they're always forever evolving. But can electricians, can they sort of keep up with what's going on? When we've got a younger generation of people leaving college or leaving school and they're not really interested about learning a skilled trade in effect like electricians or plumbers or painters or decorators just something that will get on site they're not really interested in that who's going to carry on fixing electrics in the long run it has been said all over the internet and in articles and in in the electrical industry that a hundred thousand electricians is going to be needed by 19 uh, 19 2032 well, that's only eight years away. It takes four years to train to be an electrician. So don't think we've got that much hope, do you? Because to me, that is not long at all. When we've got electric cars, they're all coming around and then they're going to stop producing diesel and petrol cars soon. So they're going to need electricians to repair them cars. And let's be honest, a lot of these electric cars, they do go faulty a lot more often. And with internet, it's forever evolving. But these internet cabinets that are put in the middle of oh, the middle of nowhere sometimes so people can get fibre optic broadband, well, these also require electricians. It's a skilled trade for electricians to be able to connect. Like I said, advanced one, I think, a bit for electricians to be able to connect fibre optics and ethernet and just, just install power to that cabinet to start with because the first thing you're going to need is a supply. And that's either a 240 supply, a 415 supply, or maybe there's an inverter in there that converts it to DC. And this is not to mention that the wind and the solar energy as well, that are also going up all over the country, electricians are required to install that. I don't think a lot of people realise that it is basically a qualified electrician's job to be able to wire up and install a lot of systems correctly. And with the world currently evolving so fast, I think there's a lot of pressure being put on electricians to be able to keep up with demand. But in effect, could that be a good thing for current electricians that are good at their job? Because there's not there's a slow demand of electricians coming into the market that are trained that are well, basically any good in effect. And then will that make the electricians that are good, like ourselves, a bit more in demand, a bit more popular, a bit more niche sort of thing they'll, they'll be required a lot more our services will warrant a higher value the more something's in demand the more value is worth it's sort of basic economics if there's not enough of them people will pay a lot more to get a qualified electrician into their house to do to do sort of work and to do wiring especially with solar panels or maybe extensions even it might dumb down to sort of I, I, just, I say the simple stuff in domestic premises but an extension yeah you must admit it's quite simple it's nice to do but then again you get these extensions that people say actually no I want all this smart lighting I want to be able to walk in clap my hands and the lights come on you've got to be able to figure that out does this mean that maybe us as electricians, we should just sit back and watch it all go? Sit back and admire the um, the view and say, right, when my phone starts ringing continuously, I'm going to pick it up and just charge what I want. Do you think that's a good idea? No, I don't think that's the way it's going to go. Because by 2030, they're also going to stop producing their diesel and petrol cars. 
I'm not going to say there's not going to be any diesel or petrol cars on the road because, yes, obviously there will be, but manufacturers will stop producing them. They'll all be electric. I'm sure you know yourself. You've seen them on the side of the road. You've seen them on the news. Electric cars, yeah, they seem to have a lot more problems than maybe, well, maybe diesel and petrol cars. Obviously, they're, they all get their problems. But these new cars, they're brand new. They shouldn't go wrong so quick. People have got their, bought their cars from brand new. And they're going wrong maybe the same week or the same day sort of thing. It's just not, they're not made as well as maybe the older cars, I don't think. It makes myself sound old again now, doesn't it? They don't make things like they used to. But they don't. They don't make things like they used to. Things are getting cheaper. I know for definitely now that things are getting a lot cheaper with wholesalers as well, with products. They're getting mass-produced in China, maybe, for a, a cheaper materials being used. So you get a lot more, maybe, faulty downlights or faulty sockets every now and again. And the wholesalers, they don't care. It's a hassle for us, ourselves, because we've installed them. We've got to take them out, take them back to the wholesalers and change them over. The wholesalers don't care. They just swap them over easily. And I'm finding this is happening a lot more lately. So I think that electricians, they're not going to be just be able to go, go up to an electric car and say, right, yes, where's 240 volts? Let's fix this and do the same sort of testing and the same sort of skills you've got. You can, might, might be able to adapt them onto electric cars, but you're going to have to upskill. You're going to have to do some sort of training on electric vehicles to be able to diagnose the faults. I think for the 20 years that I've been an electrician, yeah, I can give myself, I give you things a go, but... I wouldn't want to get things wrong in an electric car because there's a lot more advanced technology within these electric vehicles. So I'd rather, if I was going to be a mechanic or going to go to a customer and say, yeah, I can repair your electric car, I'd want to do a bit of training or some sort of course to make sure I knew what I was doing. But then again, that's not to mention all the car charging points. All these electric cars, they need charging all the time and we haven't got enough charges at the moment, let alone in 2030. I hope they keep up with the demand sort of thing and they do put a shed load more of these charges in. The thing is, I found out the other day, because I did look into getting an electric car, thinking, right, could this, because you can charge them up free at the superstores, like Tesco's and Audi. But apparently, at Tesco's and Audi, they don't charge them as quick as the one you get installed in at your home. So you might get a half hour, I don't know, 50 miles, enough to get you home maybe at the, um, at the, the Tesco's or Audi. But it's not a good idea. I thought I could buy an electric car and then go park it down the, the Tesco's and plug it in and get it charged up, take the dog for a walk every night for a few hours like I do anyway, and then charge a car up. So yeah, it doesn't work out like that. But something that is also happening at these uh, at the superstores is people are just walking up and just unplugging someone else's car and plugging it into theirs because there's not enough chargers. People have got all these electric cars, but obviously they want to charge them at Tesco's when they go into their shopping. So they're unplugging it and sticking it in their car. They need to, to, to configure this somehow so it's sort of got a lock on it maybe, or I don't know if it's got a lock on it, then it's going to be continuously charging and if there's a fault, there's nothing to lock it off. The, the technology needs to evolve a lot more, I think, for this. Because if you think in the UK, if they're going to force people to basically you've got to buy a new car. A lot of people don't like having cars over three years old. They like lease hiring them and giving them back, sort of buying them on HP, stuff like that. People are still going to buy cars like that. And if they're going to force people to have an electric car, they're going to need to sort of cater for the electric cars to be charged in places, maybe at homes as well. Because all these chargers that, yes, they will be full or someone will nick your charger at the superstore, at Tesco's and Audi and stuff like that, then you're going to have to install one at home to charge your car. But 
there's another problem there, unfortunately, because you can't just go and install an electric uh, car charger. You've got to contact the DNO to make sure that, yeah, they know that you've got a car charger in your property. Because basically, if a whole, I don't know, say a row of 50 houses, they all have a car charger put in, and they all charge their car the same time that night, well, unfortunately, the cable in the ground can't handle the load, so it can't happen. So I don't know of anyone that's got refused to put in a car charger in their property just yet, but it's going to start happening. So whether they go ahead and say, right, yeah, we're going to need to upgrade that cable in the ground. We're going to have to, Western Power or the National Grid are going to say, right, we're going to have to dig up all the road, dig up all the pavement and upgrade the cable. Well, that's another job for electricians. And maybe not just electricians, the AA and the RAC, these recovery guys, they're going to have to maybe retrain to learn how to fix faults on electric cars because they do break down. And I think they break down a little bit more often than petrol and diesel, like I said before. So they're going to have to know how to recover these cars. I have seen it as well, though, where a Range Rover broke down on the middle of the M25, and automatically, because it broke down, the handbrake was stuck on. It was an electric, electric handbrake, so it was stuck on. They couldn't move it. It's not like you can go out there and say, right, yeah, we'll cut the handbrake cable and get it off. It was electronic for hydraulics for some reason. It, it couldn't be taken off, taken off. So that was stuck in the middle of the M25 with its handbrake on. Obviously, they had to just tow it and ruin the tyres, and that's going to cost the customer a lot more. All these things, do they make you think, yeah, I'm going to get an electric car? Because it doesn't me. Personally, I don't think it's going to work. It's a, a lovely, a green idea, yes, definitely, to get zero carbon footprint and stuff like that. But it's not going to work out for the consumer. People are going to go, they're going to complain all the time. It's going to send these businesses bust sort of thing because they're going to be taking their cars back all the time. They're, they're maybe buy a car on warranty and their warranty is going to have to pay out a fortune because maybe you have to pay to get it recovered. And then when it gets recovered, it, the handbrake's stuck on, so it ruins the tyres. And it's, it's just going to cost that car manufacturer a lot more. So it could put people out of business. I just don't think that the technology is, well, it's, it isn't quite there yet. It needs some fine tuning and it's, abundantly clear that we haven't got enough skilled labor however all these training courses and online courses that say hey why don't you retrain as an electrician they're trying to coax it they're trying to get people to become electricians but their sales pitches there'll be so many electric cars in the future you need to train as a ev installer so that's sort of their sales pitch and all the older guys that's all they're doing you can even go and do a course just to install ev chargers and you can go around and say, yeah, I'm an electrician. I uh, fix electric cars. But if someone says to you, Mike, can you put a socket then in my house if you're an electrician? They wouldn't have a clue because they haven't done any training on it. All the training that they did was maybe, I don't know, £500. I think it's £200. I looked into it. There's a course you can do for 200 quid to become a registered, qualified EV car charger installer. Seriously, come on, man. I don't think it... It's that easy. Even if it's three phase as well, it's pretty dangerous. You've got 415 volts, not just 230. I know you get a little buzz off a of 230. Some people might say you get a buzz off 415 as well. But it could blow your frigging hand up. And if it's just not installed properly and you don't know why terminals should be tight, why they should be terminated a specific way, I don't know. It's just these little things that electricians know and have learned over time of why things have got to be tested as well as well 
because maybe you can get a £200 EV charging course. But I guarantee you, are people going to fork out a £1,000 for that test kit to make sure that that, that install is proper? Then, then are they going to know what results they need to get for this test? They'll just get one one result that they've maybe been taught. And yes, you need to get 0.01 ohms. But what if it's 0.5 ohms or something, or 0.50 ohms? Then there's a loose connection. Like, even if it's a meter, come on, man, you can't get that at that higher reading. It's just little things, I think, that electricians know when things are not right. And the thing is, what I don't understand with these courses that they're offering, you haven't got to be an electrician. You could be a flipping painter or a plumber and think, right, yeah, I'm going to cut my um, cut my losses and go and retrain to install EV car chargers. Okay, yes, you're trying to better yourself, in effect. I'm not trying to put the plumbers or painters down, but yeah, fair enough, you're trying to better yourself, in effect, and become an electrician. But it, it's not as easy as you think. You think how long it took you to train to be a plumber. You can't just go out there and start playing around with people's gas boilers. You've got to train, and you know how to seal it, and you've got to know how to use that test kit, basically. The thing is, any electrician can do the work, but it's knowing the results you get on that test kit that confirm that you've done a good job and that it's safe and that you can walk away from someone's property and no one's going to get hurt. The thing is, this course it is a shortcut. They're trying to solve the problem where they haven't got enough electricians. So it's their, it's their idea of a shortcut. So, right, we're going to train these electricians. They could be qualified to install EV car chargers. And if they produce sort of 10 people a week that have done this course and they've passed and they're registered to be able to install car chargers, then in effect, the government think, yeah, we've done our job, we've done a good job there. But it's a shortcut, and all shortcuts are short-lived. And unfortunately, I've seen them, and you've maybe seen them over the internet as well. A lot of these car chargers, they're just thrown in, and they're, 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 they've got no sort of pride in the work. They throw the cable across, they clip it anywhere, they maybe duck, cut the rod down because they're not sure where to put the rod into the floor. It's just a mess, and they're not installed correctly. And I don't know if this is 100% true or not, but it's a theory that I've worked out myself. All these car chargers, they're all sold as Bluetooth. They sync up to your phone in the app, which is fantastic. Yep, you can sit in your house, and if it pings up, you can go, yep, my car is charged. Fantastic. But I have heard a story where people have plugged their car in, gone back to it in the morning. It's not even charged. Why would that be? Well, in my head... I've just, I don't know, made it up in effect, but I think I'm right. All these car chargers, if every house, a row of house, 50 houses have all got car chargers, and they've all got the car plugged in, but they know that the cable in the ground can't handle the current going through to charge all these cars. So the car chargers turn themselves off. They've got to be synced up. That's why in the same as like a Nest thermostat, you put your postcode in. So in that area, if that's got one cable supplying them houses, Yep, you are sort of limited. You thought, I'll give this one two hours, give that one two hours. You can plug it in all night and think, yes, yeah, spot on. I'm going to go to, I don't know, go down to London in the morning. So I'll have 200 miles in my car. Not necessarily. You might wake up and say, yeah, I've got 50 miles. Is there something wrong with a car? Is there something wrong with a charger? You're called an electrician. You're wasting a load of money when it doesn't matter because it's been turned off. This is it. They automatically turn the car charger off so someone else can use it. It's a conspiracy theory in a way, but I think this actually happens. I really can't see it myself that the electric car market is going to be as successful as 
well, they hope or anticipate with all these car charges. Everything's electric cars these days. Everything's going in. And I don't know if you know, have seen on them, maybe the internet about these Porsche. Porsche produced an electric car. Well, they sold that electric car for £100,000. A year later, it's worth less than 50. 50 grand loss on a car. What a great investment. And that's for Porsche. They're going to ruin Porsche's reputation. So I don't think Porsche is going to be too happy about that, even though they have jumped on the electric car market. I suppose they've got to now. If you're going to produce cars, you've got to produce electric ones because by 2030, like they say, you're not going to be able to produce diesel and petrol cars anymore. Everything's a problem, and there's too many problems to be able to find a solution at the moment. But that's that's enough about electric cars. I think we could talk about electric cars forever, the problems they've got, and how everyone thinks. I'd like to know everyone's opinion about how it's going to take off, or will they think it will take off? Will it be successful? Yeah, I understand it's fantastic for the carbon footprint, but again, all these houses that are fed by, I don't know, nuclear power plants or sort of power plants that use the normal normal energy the normal diesel or the normal coal or the normal oil what we we use to supply our houses then we're charging the cars it sort of doesn't make sense does it we might as well just put petrol in the cars or diesel in the cars it's it's an easier option but if, yeah, if you want to let me know your opinion, jump over to the Toolbox Talks for Electricians group on Facebook and stick a post in there. Let me know what you think about electric EV charging cars. Are they any good? But we'll stick on the subject of green energy because that's been a huge thing in the news for a long time. Reducing our carbon footprint is what we're trying to do sort of thing in this country. And you can even see it sometimes when you go down to the M25 and you see these guys with banners hanging off the um, off the bridges. Which, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. It's not going to help out, is it? However, it is another upskill for electricians. If you're an electrician, I, I'm an electrician myself. I've installed solar panels upon my own property on the shed, basically, for the garden lighting. But I wouldn't want to be registered to, to install it on someone's property. I'd want to do the right qualification. So if you need to, if you want to go ahead and install solar panels or do wind turbines, then there is another course that I recommend you do possibly for to be qualified to be able to install these solar panels. And there is another little problem with these solar panels as well. There's a massive thing. There was a massive boom where everyone getting these solar panels put on their house. And yeah, people were private and they went and paid 15 grand for having these solar panels on the roof. And yep, they got a bit of a payback every year, maybe five, six hundred pounds from the national grid, which they were feeding the electricity back, what they weren't using, which is great. But a lot of people got a grant and they thought, nice one, I got these solar panels for free. Nothing's ever free in this world. You got the solar panels put on for the national grid to be able to use electricity which you produce to sell to other people. You don't get a penny. You don't sort of get any anything back from the solar panels that you've got installed on your property, your roof. And you've obviously got to disclose that as well if you ever sell this property. I think so many people have been stung with this as well. They maybe say, yep, the property's worth a little bit more because it has solar panels. But yeah, one's broke. And you might have had to pay I don't know, nothing to get them installed, but to get one panel replaced and maintained or cleaned, then yeah, it does cost quite a bit of money. I was uh, speaking to someone the other day and they said just to clean the panels, it was £150. Well, he didn't bother getting it cleaned. The panels don't run as efficient when they're dirty, so you should get them cleaned every now and again. 
but he thought it was 150 quid, so I'll save myself 150 quid and not get them cleaned. Well, in effect, man, they're not really doing their job. They're a waste of time being there in my eyes. But people don't want to shell that out. But again, the government, they're pushing for electricians to be solar panel installers. And, as always, light car chargers, they're produced, produced a quick smart course where you can go and become qualified to install solar panels on people's roofs. And that's another thing that people have jumped on. It's all these promises that an electrician, you'll earn a fortune installing solar panels on people's properties, which is great, but then the company goes bust because you've got to sort of give warranty with that as well. And maybe when they don't work, or maybe when there's a problem with maybe the inverters sort of thing, because you can't have a decent inverter in your house as well, because they obviously do go faulty. So maybe you've got a short shell out for one of them. Bang about, the company's gone bust. With technology evolving all the time, the inverter's getting better and better, People sort of pick and choose which inverter they want to use. And the old ones that aren't as good, that they mash produce because they thought it would be really popular, they're sat left on the shelf behind and they're no good to anyone. So the company's gone bust. So this is the thing. So like a lot of, I know a few builders that have done it before, when they get sort of in trouble, they owe sort of 10 grand. They think, scrap that, I ain't got 10 grand. I'm just going to fold, liquidate and start up under a new name. Like builders, it was called maybe, they'll start a new one saying, my builder. I don't know, just things like that. They'll start up a new company and it's done all over the country. I feel it's like the double glazing business that that boomed off in the 1980s. Everyone thought, fantastic, I can get a sticker, another room on my house made out of glass where I can sit in in the summer, it's beautiful. Well, it wasn't beautiful, was it? They're red hot in the bleeding summer, they're freezing cold in the winter and a lot of people have got conservatories now that are just full of cardboard boxes or a running machine that they never use. And the EV car chargers and the solar panels and all the wind turbines going up. This is why it said that people need 100,000 new electricians by 2032, eight years' time. I think there are plenty of uh, apprentices out there that are learning the trade to become an electrician. But then they get sold the sort of dream to say, hey, why don't you just... You've done, you've done a little bit of the course. You've done maybe a year. You've done your MVQ level two. Just go and do the EV course. And as a youngster, ching ching, I see money shine up in their eyes, which I would have been the same, I suppose. And then they just jump on the course for the EV chargers and start doing installing that and earning a lot better money of when you were as an apprentice sort of thing. When you were a qualified EV car in, uh, charger installer, you might double your wages all of a sudden. So yeah, it's quite appealing to this younger generation. But it's when all this calms down, and all the EV car chargers, yeah, they're sort of not used anymore. Or people think, yeah, electric cars, they didn't kick off. Or if they do kick off and we've got enough, we've installed a shed load of them, there's enough anymore. Work is going to die down. But that guy's only qualified installing EV chargers. That's all he's done for the past three years. So when he goes to maybe say to people, I'm an electrician, can I get a job? Yeah, he gets a job as an electrician. They say, right, go first fix that kitchen. He ain't got a clue. This is the unfortunate thing. If you're going to do an apprenticeship as an electrician, finish it. And this is where I think good electricians will become hard to find, where maybe you've got a fault, something's tripping, a a light's gone faulty in the garden. You won't be able to get an electrician to come around and fault find, because they'll say, yeah, I can put a socket in, because I know what I'm doing, I've read it in a book or I've seen a YouTube video, but I ain't got a clue about fault finding. I don't know how to find the fault. I can put a new one in, but I can't repair it. 
and this will be the problem because this is with experience is what electricians have a lot of the time you've you've maybe installed something and some idiot's gone through a cable so you fault find and find out what's gone wrong or it's an old installation they've had a mouse or a rat that's been in there and chewed the cable you fault find and you find where that fault is rather than ripping the house to bits this is what electricians are trained to do and you do it with experience over time if you're not, not going to gain that experience over the years, you're not going to be able to do it. So my advice to anyone learning to be an electrician or training to be an electrician, dip your toes in every trade. Not every trade you can, maybe try solar panels, maybe try EV car charges, get every qualification you can as well, especially after you just finished at college. I did my 2391 straight out of college because it was fresh in my mind. I was used to learning. My mind was used to sort of listening and reading books. So yeah, do your... As many, as many qualifications that you can at the time when you're younger. Get that bit of paper because they last forever. They're like a driving license. Well, they're better than a driving license, to be honest, because if you're drunk doing electrics, then yeah, yeah, no, you can't get away with it. Screw crap that. Don't listen to that again. You can't have a drink and do electrics. It's just a bad idea. But it is a qualification you can put in your portfolio and you've done it. You know how to install something. If you learn about maybe EV car chargers or solar panels, you've got the knowledge. It's always in there. And it would be a good idea to give things a go, like 240 volts in a domestic premises or in industrial commercial. Yep, use 240 volts, you'll know how it works. And then 315 as well, just give motors a go. There's so many sparkies out there that ain't got a clue how to wire a motor or a star delta sort of switch. Give things a go. Like, learn with, with another electrician. Utilise their skills. So you'll be able to be a good electrician. Just get better and better every day. But then keep in your mind a plan. A plan of maybe... Or I don't know, if you're maybe younger or maybe if you're an older guy and you're just gaining the experience. But the plan that you're going to start your own business, that what you could do one day, because there's so many options out there for electricians that maybe say, yeah, I could probably start my own EV car ch charging, installing company, something like that. Because like, you're, you're really good at it. That's something you've geeked out on. You know everything about what you specialise in. Or you could say, right, yeah, I could do CCTV. It's a little bit simpler, yeah, because... Well, you can install the spurs for the CCTV as well. You can do a lot more. You can install security alarms. There's a lot of companies out there that, that specialise in uh, installing security alarms. But I do know people who have had a security alarm company go around and say, yeah, we've got to plug it into a socket. Well, what's the freaking point of plugging it into a socket? Because then someone will just come in and switch it off. So you could be a better electrician that can also install the spur for the security alarm. Like you can just... A millionaire once told me... You don't have to have your own idea. And I think it's true. All you need to do is get someone else's idea and make it better. And the next step to do will be a good idea to go check out the other podcast on how to start your own electrician business properly. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes below and it will give you some great ideas for the future. It's nice to have something on the back burner, back in your mind, something to aim for. Who knows, there may be a skill which you can start a business around that no one else has even thought of yet. So until next time, I'll see you again. And just a quick one, I'm gonna jump in here. If you like the type of content that I'm creating on Toolbox Talks for Electricians, leave a like, subscribe, stick a comment down below, and I'll let you know every time that I release a new episode. So until next time, I'll see you again. <laughs>